You're listening to Red Nation Online. Wednesday, May 2nd, it's Tim Vickery, Andre Zadarowski, and I'm Ian Clark, and after being MIA this weekend, we're back with a road podcast as TFC have drawn nil-nil with the Montreal Impact in their opening leg of the Amway Canadian Championship. There's no two ways to say this. The scoreline tells you everything you need to know. Montreal did what they could. TFC bent but did not break in a match that will not be remembered. With that in mind, we're talking about what the priorities are. Reclaiming the Canadian Championship or MLS? How much time Aaron Winter has left? And what to expect this weekend against DC United and the return leg next week against Montreal. All in the next 40 minutes on Eastside Stand Up. Bring us in, We'll let us bring us in then. Well, okay, we'll do the standard stock entry here. Where it's, we're at the football factory, as we will be on away matches. and it's, Live and direct. Live and direct. And uh, <laughs> let's see. I already, I already, before we came on live, I said this could be one of the shortest podcasts in history because there's really not much to talk about in a nil-nil draw with the Montreal Impact. We, well, we, we talked about a lot we during did, the pod, yeah. not necessarily about the game, but... Which I think at this point is more important than the actually the game. Right, and it's, you know, the first the first game of uh, Toronto uh, defending its uh, third, they've won three Voyagers Cups, Amway Cups, Neutral Light Cups, whatever you want to call them. So, do they look like a team defending champ and do they look like a team that's just come out of like the semi-finals of the CONCACAF uh, Cup um, after you know uh, do they look like that caliber of team tonight they they look like a team that's 0-7 yeah they look like a team that's uh, scared to take chances or scared to lose you know, there's a there's an adage a lot of times in in like mixed martial arts or boxing where it's you're just you're you're playing not you're fighting not to lose. You're not fighting to win. Oh, were, they, were they even fighting? Right, and that's what I think this game was about was that they were playing not to lose. Yeah, this game they were playing to win. This, uh, if you look to if uh, you look at the way that the team was kind of stacked up and the the distribution of the players, it was kind of apparent that they were there for the point. Yeah, there was especially uh, at the second half. The second time, half, it was just like them down. standing there. I think there was probably about a a good six to seven minutes of the second half towards the end where they didn't have any possession at all. Yeah. And they're just standing there with Montreal moving the ball around, trying to find a way through. And uh, yeah, they looked like they went there for the point. Um, they had a lone striker in Ryan Johnson, like sort of pushed up forward, um, just defending the goal. Um, they were lucky in the sense that the Offside decision was given for that uh, cracking strike on goal uh, by Niasi. Um, it was blatantly offside um, by a, probably about a yard or so. But I think um, they didn't look like they went there to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we could see 
you know, it's, it's, this whole season has been underlined by the team being unlucky. And I think there's, like you said, that play with Niassi, I think they got lucky. Yeah, they did. That the, that the referee or the linesman saw that right. And we also saw in the yeah, first we, half. There we've, was a we've, seen it, we've seen enough games um, where the, the, the officiating has been that bad that that would have stood. So, they did, yeah, they did get lucky uh, tonight by uh, getting the offside decision. I think from um, certainly from looking at the way that they were playing um, uh, tonight, I think you kind of summed it up well there. They looked like a team that lacks confidence. They looked like a team that's scared to sort of take chances because they know when they do push forward and they leave themselves exposed at the back, goals just like come raining in. So tough one to sort of really analyze. So they can get ties by having seven players yeah well okay let's that's, let's that's start from the we top because there. we're gonna we we already said amongst ourselves that we want to look back on that game from the weekend sure and starting from that point is that the only change made for toronto was was starting um henry at right back mm. eckersley, eckersley started out. on the bench and henry came in exact same lineup starting as real so lake which uh, from that point, you'd have to say, well, that's not a bad thing. They scored two goals against Real Salt Lake, and they looked quite good against that team. But I think you also need to consider Montreal is definitely more fashioned in terms of defensive and a strong team in the midfield. And at the Olympic Dome, we saw that pitch. Everyone saw that pitch, and I think what we'll hear about that pitch is that it looks like they just rolled it out, these little square pegs or these little square slots, uh, probably the same day. It doesn't look like it's a, it's a good surface to play on, and certainly that must have had an effect on how the game played out. So rewinding back to the weekend, um, the one thing I would say about Toronto and their, um, their, 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 the match that they played, uh, the first half certainly looked like against Rio Salt Lake they were very much contained. Uh, Rio Salt Lake looked like they managed them very well, and uh, the second half, though, was a very different team. They played uh, an attacking game and got the two goals. Um, Aceval's, uh, uh, Avila. Avila, sorry, Avila's uh, strike on goal was quite stunning, um, very classy. Um, disappointing that they switched off in the 93rd minute and uh, allowed Steele to get in there and score. Um, I really felt for them because it looked like they were going to sort of have a uh, what something of a breakthrough moment in in the sense of like coming away with something. Um, I think that probably affected them to a certain degree coming into today's game where they were like, basically like, fuck it, no chances. You know, we don't yeah, give anything yeah. away. We, um, we play a very, very safe game Tight on the game. road. Yeah. And then we hope for the best on the uh, home then, fixture. Then why, why start that lineup that scored two goals? The other thing that, hang on, the other thing that I would say about the real Salt Lake game, uh, Frings during the second half was playing way higher up the field. And he looked like he was taking on a much more attacking uh, position than he did in tonight's game. But tonight's game was a safety-first approach. You know, get behind the ball. Um, and one of the criticisms that I would have of the team tonight is when they did take possession, it was everyone kind of like standing there looking at the ball. Instead of moving into an attacking position to feed the ball up the pitch, it was kind of like, shit, we got possession. So how does our safety-first model... Get applied to like an it's attacking a, it's model. A conflict. Right. It yeah. It's like and shit. Everyone, everyone stay behind the ball, right. but and we noticed there was some uh, in the second half as well. When they got p- possession, yeah. people were running right. back, back behind the ball <laughs> instead of running yeah, up the field. Right, yeah. Like you got attacking midfielders and forwards running back 
to get behind the ball. And it's like, shit, guys, I can understand that you don't want to lose a game, another game. You know, um, a point is great and everyone loves to see it, especially in this scenario. But it would like, it, again, we still want to see attractive football. And this is a cup, you know. In, if you draw all your games, you're destined to be eliminated. Well, we have to, and we have to lay out the, uh, the you know, the East Side stand-up slogan for this team, Tim, that you've... Uh, oh, yeah. Shit. I forgot about that. should have said it from the top, where well, with this team, <laughs> a draw is a win. Yep, that's right. And I, 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 I had kind of hoped that that would be, like, destined to sort of uh, the history books by at this stage. Um, but it definitely feels now that the team is looking at going on the road to Montreal and getting a point can be considered a win. This is like a... And even... Um, even Craig Forrest... Craig Forrest like, said, this, well, look at the positives from this positive. game. We had a clean sheet on the road. Yeah, but like, he's always positive. Like, he is, yeah, very he's positive guy. Positive. Yeah, you know, against a team where, you know, Montreal doesn't have any offensive firepower. I mean, like, Karate's got three goals and two of them have been penalties. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not a team that's really lighting it up from open play. But they're, they're on, on an upslope. But if they, you, they are, they are. But, but if I mean, you look at the uh, shots on goal... Like Montreal, like if you were to qualify this, like which was the more attacking side, which one was the more potent? Shots on goal, oh, Montreal, Montreal. It was all Montreal, down. and so it was. It was. It was. Well, I can imagine Aaron Vinter just said to the guys, "Go out there, like seven defenders at some point, yeah. like and like the box protect. is so crowded, protect, yeah. protect the goal. You know, it doesn't matter. We just want to keep a clean sheet. No goals in." If we don't score any, case there are, there are. We'll come away with something. At this stage, that's all they can really ask. Hey, do you mind if I just, uh, you know, um, during the game we were talking about Aaron Vinter and his possible future with the club, and uh, I think it would be very few managers would consider their position within an organisation safe after six straight losses. Seven. seven, sorry, seven. I keep forgetting seven straight losses into a season. Now we kind of did a little bit of um, back and forward discussion on this. And Sparky, you believe that he's pretty much safe all the way through until at least August, possibly September. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that's the right decision, but I'm saying no, no, no. I'm not saying that. You know, I think I think that's a, you. You make a very valid point that this club isn't going to probably pull the trigger on anything until it's they have to what are your thoughts Andre well I, 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 I think that if they lose I'm inclined to agree with you that if they lose and drop the games in DC like we can talk like the, this this Amway Canadian champ I'm surprised that Winter even played the squad that he did I'm of the cloth that I would think that he would say forget about this tournament it's happening too fast we're on a downward slope we need to focus on the MLS league protect Frings protect Frings because we saw him he, he was he got hurt he looked like yeah, and he if looked we lose him though. again then we are totally up Schitt's Creek yeah. and as you're talking about him as a possible role as player manager right not to say this is going to happen sounds nice but it sounds nice, nice on paper but here's someone that and you watch him with the ref in that second on the second half late in the second half basically telling the ref to go fuck himself tell, basically telling the ref to go fuck himself and I'm going to take we're going to we're going to set up the wall wherever we want well, That's, uh, that is a leader and that is a man that people listen to and if Winter is losing control of his of his power which it 
seems to look like. Eckersley's not shaking his hand. These little drama. This is all this drama. And it's coming out on the pitch. Kosic's reaction to when Vinter said, basically, we need better players. Right. Like, Several he blew his fucking top. Like, in the post-match interviews. Oh, yeah. So, like, basically, to sort of bring anyone that's listening, there probably may not be anyone. <laughs> 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 well, I'll be listening. I'll listen back. <laughs> I basically put forward the idea that Aaron Vinter, if, like, the DC games, after the DC games, the home and away, if we're still on a losing streak and there's no turnaround, and uh, then they should probably pull well, the trigger on yeah, him. That's, that's, like, yeah. let him go. Don't put him upstairs. Fuck it. Just send him back to Holland. Um, they don't have the balls for that. Yeah, well, they have to. They have to have the balls. Put Torsten Frings in a player-manager role. You know, at this stage in the in this stage in the season, on the losing streak that we're on, and with nothing, like, basically, throw the rule book out the window. There's no rule book now. Right. It's basically, like, I think we so have a way. natural leader in Torsten Frings, and we have a, a, a player that the fans adore, we have a player that the players look up to, look to for leadership, and we have an individual that I believe could bring, could serve as the catalyst to bringing this team together and focusing them correctly. Mm. I think that's, to me, that makes a lot of sense. Instead of trying to ride this donkey that's got a lame leg and is just like crawling towards its like sort of the abattoir <laughs> until it gets to the abattoir and is finally let go. Like we should just like cut it loose now. Like put it out of its misery. Because this season, he looks miserable. Take it behind the shed. Yeah, yeah, take it, take it, out, take it out to the woodshed. Do the decent thing, and let's just try and move forward as right. an organization. Um, well, but, however, I believe that Spark is most likely correct. Yeah. That they're gonna just that's like the reality. They're just gonna be a, they're gonna be apologists. They're gonna say we're so, we're disappointed. They'll take out a full page ad in the newspaper. Oh, another one. Yeah. The cities. This time it'll be a red one with a Toronto C logo. They did that Toronto. last season. Yeah, they did it. They just will find and replace on Maple Leafs to Toronto <laughs> FC <laughs> with a scratch mark. <laughs> but that's just it. That and that and that's exactly. There's no balls. MLSE. There's, there's no balls behind any any other league. I feel that after four losses in a row, he'd be cut loose. Yeah, you couldn't. I don't believe that they're in a in a in a in the Premier League within any nation state. Um, MLS, uh, the MLS, obviously being the Premier League in North America. I don't believe in the, the equivalents in anywhere else in the world. Um, you could go seven games in a season with zero wins and survive. And we're looking at the prospects of basically like another three months of a, most likely continuing. We may get a point here and there. We may even get a win here and there. But we're going to basically net out like in, in about sort of eight to 12 weeks with maybe eight points. The shadow that looms from the beginning of this season will carry on like a black, we're gonna black cloud with, over us. We may get a season. draw here. We may yeah, even get right. a win here. We it's, may against, against uh, Philly, we get, might get a win. Against you know some other teams, New England, we may get a point or a win, you know. But uh, all in all, it's going to be just sort of like bouncing along the bottom from. So let me let's 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 let me uh, sort of pitch out a scenario here for you guys, and maybe we can kind of tie this in to the situation we're talking about right now, because you know we're looking at a pretty real situation that the team will lose on Saturday or could lose on Saturday to uh, DC United, and we know as a player. When Dwayne De Rosario is motivated, oh, he performs. Yes, and I would Especially expect when he wears a grudge. I would expect him to be motivated this weekend. So, you know, let's just say all things even. 
even just bearing that, Toronto's probably in a, in a lot of problems to, to not come away with the win that weekend. But we have next Wednesday against Montreal at home, who has never beaten us in this tournament. But well, that's the one Yeah, but this is back to Andre's point, though. Should we just say, like, well, fuck, fuck the Voyager's Cup? It's who, a distraction. But who's we? Because this is my point. Organization. So if Toronto wins this game, right, there's a win. Right, and we and we and there's something that's maybe potentially momentum. Is, it's like we're putting the wool over our eyes. We had all this greatness with the LA with the LA win and all this hoopla, and then we started to suck suck ass. And then we're gonna go back. It's like it's like being a drug addict. Now we're going back into this creeping I up agree with Andre. I'd be playing the I'd be I'd be playing the B team in the Voyagers Cup. That's Protect what we should be doing. Anyone you need for the league. Shouldn't even be near the. Shouldn't be on the bench. Shouldn't be anywhere near the field. Just should be at home. It's too much of a threat to lose our good players, and then it we're should even be. more screwed. No one wants to be rest 0 and 15 rest and them. then be in the Champions League. Rest them. Rest all the best players. Put out like a development side. Yeah. No. So what about the argument then that in those circumstances, then you're just it equals another loss and another loss. But if this is the only way you can mentally snap that losing streak. Oh, I see what your point is. Oh, if they so win the game in the championship. So this is psychological. That's sort of what I'm leading into. Is that Okay, so we get past Montreal. We beat Montreal at home. Mm-hmm. We find, like, A, we've won a game at home. And B, we've won a game. Yeah, but the, and we, yeah, but the danger, the danger, the danger that? of that is that our best player, by, like, a long way, Torsten Frings, Took a really heavy knock on his knee tonight, and he he got up. He got up and he just shook it off. But you can bet that he's got an ice pack on it, and he's getting a massage, and he's going to see a doctor, and physio, because they're shit scared that he's going to be out for another six weeks. That he should not should not be anywhere near this pitch because it's a, a pointless game. Like the, what we have paid for, what we, what supports the club is the league. The cup is a luxury. It's complete. Luxury. It is a luxury. I think. You don't need it. Yeah, we like the house it. is burning. I don't want to go to the cottage. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like we shit, the house is on fire. Fuck yeah. it, let's go to the cottage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when we come back, the fire will be so out. There, so there you go. There's, is there any point then in talking about the return leg home to Toronto? No, no. That was what, that's what I was ultimately leading you. No, I think I think that the club here, the club is in a position here where they're the the reigning champions. They're playing. There's a lot of pride involved in this process, and possibly a lot of hubris as well. They're they should, I don't know how the team's going to, and I agree with you, Spark, it would be great. Imagine if they got the win tonight in Montreal. What a motivator that would be for the side. However, we've got a manager that just, like, barely seven days ago promised playoff. Like, basically said, we're going to be in the playoffs this season. We're so far from that reality that every time that the team, that our first 11, our first 11 takes the field, in the in the cup and runs around looking like a like a, basically an impotent force for 90 minutes it's a distraction it would have been great if those 11 our starting 11 were sitting at home relaxing having a sauna you know building up for the weekend because we know i mean it's this isn't like a this isn't like a fantasy but there's a strong likelihood this dirosario is going to get a hat trick at the weekend and he'd love it. And he'll you know? feed off us being Owen. You know, and that's a real game. that's a real monkey on the back of the team. That's the game that you should be preparing for. This Montreal game is it's irrelevant. Yeah. It's a fucking tournament sponsored by Amway. Yeah, you just know, focus on the league. Make sure that you're right. But at, at this point, you said uh, Tim that we 
what if we start winning? But I think we're so bitter and jaded right now that even if we do start winning one game, then we lose two others, then we tie. Like, I feel that the league, the whole season's done. I, I almost feel like they should just pack up, stop playing altogether, and retool. I gotta retool. Just Fire everybody! Start again. Oh like scorched earth. Yeah, like scorched earth. No, <laughs> little like, Agent Orange. Napalm. You know, uh, uh, but they can't do it, right? So, so where are we at? Well, we we have we, we it's, this is this is kind of like one of those things like where you you climb the mountain and you your foot in slips and you slide back down and you've got two choices: you can either give up and die on the mountainside or keep going and climb your way back up and. Keep going there. I, I see Sparky's point, though. I think like if we focus on one thing and do it well, then maybe things will be better. But the Champions League, shit, we got no, uh, we got no easy games ahead of no, us. No, not one. And uh, like the, the New England, maybe, and that by then we might be 0-14 or 0-12, whatever it is. So, well, let's 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 take this game and let's move. Let's look at what happened in this game and move ahead to DC United. And if there's anything we can take from this game, from what we saw... We didn't let any goals in. Sure. It was a clean sheet. Yeah. And and you can say... But with no attacking prowess. Right. Yeah. But could that, that might change at home. I mean, we did have in the last two games uh, at BMO against Chicago, at Real Salt Lake, a very difficult venue to play in. You know, both both grass surfaces. You can say something outdoor. You can say maybe we can take something from this Montreal game and say, look, this is just a shit stadium that they're playing in, and they just did what they had to do to walk away alive. Yeah. But now we're returning. They didn't, lo- they didn't lose. Right. Which is big. Right. It's very big. Hey, so we're hoping that you and me and Craig Forrest are all on the same well, page. We didn't lose, and we got a clean sheet. Yeah. But so we're hoping but, that but they'll take this. It was to DC. very very unattractive. Right. It was so if the, the only way they if could the move if the, the stra- if the strategy moving forward is to play very very unattractive football because the, the second half against Real Salt Lake and certainly much of the game against Chicago was kind of attractive the goals were pretty and when they did attack at speed it looked good yeah um, so however if the handbrake's been put on that strategy that okay we have to sacrifice goals so that we don't let goals in then what we're destined for is like eight points in maybe the next 12 weeks. Right, right. Um, coming from draws here or maybe a win here or there. But like basically watching very desperate, boring football. Yeah. Which is, and then what are we in, in effect, a eight, team that eight, eight, eight to nine defenders and yeah. a lone striker just to protect the goal. And sure. then we might pick up clean sheets here and there. Now, does this, what about if we're changing, we're changing up the potential you know, roster availability? What if Danny Kuvermans comes back on Saturday, if Nick mm, Sulzma's available? Sure. Um, we didn't see Yal Plata tonight. No. There, you know, there's a player who can bring something uh, very different to the game. Um, but Kenny, though, yeah, I, like what's he done this Kenny, season yeah, in the much. league? You know, he hasn't Remember Sparky, at the beginning of the season, we kind of like said, what are our expectations from this year? And I, one of the things that I said was, Xiao Plata has signed a long-term contract now, he's got a chip in the game, I hope he lives up to it. Mm. And I don't think we've seen that. We've seen a lot of like sort of darting runs, we've seen like like no goals, no, goals. no, no assists. I don't think he's being played properly. Well, no one's scored. I'm, I'm sure. I bet you. If we, I bet you, if we look back over those first seven games, I would. Think but as a forward, as a forward attacker, like if you look at our forward attackers 
who are our centre forward or our, our forwards? Like we don't have any goals really. Right. It's the the goals are coming from the midfield. Right. Or out wide. I mean, Reggie right. Lamb had the brace. Uh, Asaval, or I mean, sorry, you're right. I did the same mistake as you. Avila, who kind of lays back a little bit more in the, as that sort of fourth attacker. Johnson. Um, but I, I, you know what? I'm. You, you read the criticisms. You see the people out there who are kind of getting singled out. Michel Plata hasn't scored. I, I'm of the opinion I don't think he's played that bad, and I think he's actually been. Oh man, come on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If your job's to score. His job's not to score. What is he's a forward? He's a winger. What, what the wingers do? The winger puts the ball in the box, and he does and that. that. I don't think he, I think he's, he's greedy, and he takes but the he's ball got in no the box. Zero, zero assists and zero he goals. He tries to be fancy, and he loses I, the ball. I don't know if, how many people have assists this season. Come right, on now. Right. Come on now. Okay, move, moving forward. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> moving forward. I'm Let just me. going on record saying that. I'm just being the different opinion, and, and that's those are my beliefs. That's what I think. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like a lot people, of people, people agree with people, you. People are looking my at Plata saying that he should be scoring goals. I don't necessarily agree with that, and I don't think he's played. Okay, I don't think, yeah, he's, played, on I don't think let, he's played that much. Let, different okay, than he so let them backtrack in. Not moving forward. Short guy, very fast, keen on possession. Although he plays a winger's role, he's obviously cutting in. Mm-hmm. His job's not. To, his job's not to deliver. He doesn't have a natural left or right foot for these amazing deliveries. Uh-huh. His job's to cut in. Yeah, and that's what he does. Yeah, that's what he does. So his job's not to his job's not to deliver from wide for he's, he cuts in with the ball. So that if he's gonna be cutting in with the ball that means he wants to score. Exactly. I don't think he's I don't think I don't the see expectation many that's yeah, I don't th- we haven't seen the, the we haven't seen the potential unlocked. Which is why I think he's being uh, played. Fuck playing it. You know what? You can't blame him. You I, haven't I, seen it I, from anyone. I was going to say, I was gonna say right. it's symptomatic. Single out one guy. I can single out 11 guys. Maybe <laughs> the only guy who I will single out is probably Kosic right now. Hang on. So I have to. I have, saying, I would, saying that, uh, as you, as you mentioned, Eckersley, I think, I think that Eckersley tonight was treated and really quite harshly by and left on the bench. Yeah. I can. I know. I know. I kind of work out how this team works, and it's basically like a. A, a penalty system where you're punished for mistakes or errors, and um, Eckersley scored a very unfortunate uh, own goal against Real Salt Lake at the weekend. It was completely unintentional. It shit. It could have happened to anyone. It was under pressure in front of the goal. If he didn't get it, the, the uh, Real Salt Lake forward would have got it. The and the punishment it was too hard. By so, so put him on the bench tonight. It's kind of like it's kind of like it's like a schoolboy kind of mentality. Like you fucked up. You have to pay a punishment, and we'll bring you on for the, like the last ten minutes. Like, well, and let's be. I, mean, I kind of don't we, like. We can go back to. Aaron I think. Vendors. I think Aaron. We can go back to his first game when he played Adrian Cannon left back. I mean that you're right. That's that's the system that's kind of set up. That it's like a, it's a punishment system, right? I don't think. I don't. I don't think Richard Eckersley deserved that. No, he's been one of the most consistent players so far in this debacle. And but he's also he's also a workhorse. He's a workhorse. You know he. He gets in there and shit. No one like this is one of those scenarios where everyone's got blood on their hands, yeah. you know. So no one's guilt-free. We're just angry. There, there are a couple that you could say have done well or better than others. I guess, but shit I don't is think shit, right? like punishing Richard Eckersley for like an own goal and benching him and like sort it's of. It's not good know, for morale. It's, it's get, you don't it's get just, gain It's just humiliating. <laughs> so, looking forward. So Looking DC forward to the DC at the weekend. So, so contain the Rosario. So, so this is basically the formation that they're going to be playing at the weekend is nine one. <laughs> <laughs> With Jao Plata, one attacker. 
But here's the thing: is you know what? I was I was listening back. I remember listening back to the last podcast, and we've made a very, a very, um, what should I say? We've underlined, circled that former TFC players have done um, really well, especially this year. And you look in the past. You know, I started thinking of uh, Carl Robinson yep. scored a goal, a goal here. Um, this year, we've had you know Labroca's come back and won a game. Cronin's come back and set up a goal. Uh, Dan Gargan's come back and won a game. And now we have not one, but two players. Mike on Santos and Dwayne DiRosario. And oh. Mike on Santos is red hot. This is, DC United. I, sus- I suspect, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing I suspect it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. It's like, I don't miss Santos. Take, you know, put aside, like, you know, working it out on paper and going player for player aside. Let's just talk about, like, the stars aligning in their favor against us right. that's you know that's what it, this is what it's coming down to at this point where it's just like yeah another two TFC players come here we're doubly fucked well if Maicon Santos is on fire and Dwayne De Rosario yeah. is just Eating consistent it's just consistent yeah. then I think that like they will have to lock this down so hard and fast like you're basically looking at like you are everyone behind the ball again. Yeah, the most boring football. It will be seen. a painful ninety minutes, which which ultimately will probably get broken down. But I don't yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to oh, go you, swinging. I think you they'll did, go oh, swinging. You think really? so? Well, bold. Yeah, bold. I think, I think they're going to lock it down, they dude. Do, but I think I think we're talking about we're talking about Champions League. This has been the mo for them all year. Champions League. Let's go and play real hard football, and then screwed up in the MLS. Now the tables have turned. So now they're gonna play defensive for, the, for try to get points on the cha- on the. Uh, oh, on the dude! Way. You know what I can imagine? What? I can imagine Aaron Vinter having a private meeting with the board of directors, saying, "Don't let Dwayne De Rosario come here and embarrass us." What are they gonna do? Just say like, shut it down. Uh, we don't want him scoring a hat trick. We do not want it. You know? It's gonna be tricky because you know what I just you know you start thinking about really, I mean pretty much front to back like we said except for maybe Kosic the, the whole team has underperformed and it's been the Achilles heel of this team but if one area I think is but the team is the Achilles heel yeah <laughs> <laughs> we've only got one at Achilles heel it's just the, it's the, the team, the, the team. <laughs> everyone in front of Milos Kosic has been the Achilles heel but I did you know I started thinking about when you look at Di Rosario and, and Mike on Santos, what is their strength is scoring from distance. Right. And, and outside of the 18-yard box, when you have Torsten Frings, Terry Dunfield, and Julian De Guzman, who don't exactly have the most um, spring in their steps, you know, maybe have lost a step or two over the years. Uh, for me, that's a concern. And that's something that I'm going to be watching for is how they deal with that. It's, it's, are they just going to, again, like you said, are they just going to stack yeah. an extra three players yeah. in front of our defenders and say, I bet, yeah. I bet Dwayne can't wait to come here. I bet Dwayne's looking forward to this. You know? He's going to get challenged. No, he's going to, he wants to come here and like, win. Yeah, well, he's got a big grudge. Huge grudge. It's his check writing hand, I think. Anyway, I'm going to call it for the weekend. I'm going to call it. Call yeah, it. I'm going to call the score at the weekend. 3-0. Okay. For Toronto. For Toronto. Let's go. Wow, man. <laughs> You're funny guys. Are you, are you calling that on the back of a Rosario hat trick? I'm calling 3 0. Who scores the goals? Uh, who's going to. Sc- well, name, name one or two of the goals. I, I should imagine there was sorry, will have a hand in all three of them. Shit. Wow. Either no? scorer or playmaker. Three. What, about, what about the Voyager's Cup? Are we going to advance on to play in the next round? How about that question? Him. I think so. Will we beat Montreal? Okay, so 
the key to this team making any progress in any level is Fring staying fit. I don't give a shit about the, the Voyager's Cup at all. I hope that they just, I don't know, call it in. I really don't care. So I don't have an opinion on it. All I care about, I've paid a season ticket to go and watch games. I just, I really want to see some attractive football. And any opportunity that, any opportunity to have Tors and Frings injured outside of the league, I think is a, is a risk, is a risk. It really is. And now's not the time to be risky. I just don't care about this cup. It's NA, uh, is that what you're saying? NA for yeah, that I prediction. Just Andre, let's hear your predictions for this. Come DC, on, man. DC, Come DC on. smoking them. DC smoking, smoking them. them. I'm saying three, four, so, four goals. So is four goals. Uh, is smoking them. Are we is smoking is, we'll probably get one. Is smoking them the same as a bloodbath, or is it like... Uh, no, I think it's not. Bloodbath was 7-2 seven, seven to two or whatever the hell it was last year. I think year, probably five nearly is a bloodbath. Five nearly is a bloodbath, yeah. Um, I, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say I'm, I'm gonna go on record saying four one. Four one, okay. Shit. And what about the Voyagers Cup? Boy, like I'm, I'm siding with Tim, but I will say that they'll, they'll get another draw. Really? Yeah. That's not good enough. Maybe one one. I bet. Who cares? Like they might get get one back, but who cares? Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Woof. <laughs> Come on, call it, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. But you know, okay. You know what? I will. Much as I would love to see at least one point at home, and the potential there is is slight, is slight for a draw. But um, I think it's just like again, they're jinxed. So I'm looking at more like two to one, three one DC. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. But I'm gonna say they're. I think they're gonna beat Montreal. Are they gonna beat Montreal on the away leg? And then they'll. They'll probably face Vancouver. Vancouver will go on. That will be sort of the, the little beacon of hope that people can grab onto, as legitimate or lot, not legitimate as it can be, um, to say at least, hey, fuck, at least we didn't get knocked out in the first round, and maybe we can use that to springboard into maybe even a draw in D.C. We did it last year, right when this team was probably as bad as it had ever been. We went to D.C. and drew, so... You know, knock on wood, they can pull it off again. So, like, just sort of stepping back, and I'm not trying to be like a dick or anything like that. Is this, is this, is this like as bad as it gets now? Yeah. Is this as bad as we've ever been? But is it though? Is it? This is something. This is at least the first year we. I don't know if this is is the point to go into it, but maybe we can bring into it in the next game because. This is sort of a debate or a question I see people going back and forth on because I did, I, did, I did see positives in the Real Salt Lake game, like on the road. Last year at the I start of the year, even though we won games, that to me that those games were almost unwatchable. Yeah, they were almost unwatchable. I think that's the, the beginning of last year. But I think even when we won games, but I think like, I think oh, that's I think oh, that's oh, the, I think that's the phase that we're going to be going into now. Though it's like almost unwatchable football, boring defensive football, no attacking. Just locking it down. Yeah, that's the worry. Is that trying like, to get a point, sc- scrounge a point. This is what we six said in the beginning, where it's like you get to a point where you're on seven, where it's like again uh, you're playing. Not to we're lose. having the same conversations we've been having every year. This is unacceptable. Yeah, it is. You're and, right. Uh, and you know who you I know blame what, for this? Do you know why I blame for this season? Sparky. <laughs> Tell us why, Tim. So Sparky, in his infinite wisdom, changed the intro music to this season. From the Cockney Rejects to 
Sham 69. So song. it's quite obviously Good chance. changing from the Cockney Rejects to Sham 69. Is wait, wait, oh, are you just saying that because Cockney Rejects are a West Ham team? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but don't you see you've jinxed us? Really? It's your fault. Oh, so you've got to blame someone. It's like a witch hunt. Um, we've gone from a team that just misses the playoffs to a team that completely misses the playoffs. Yeah, you fucked us badly. Completely, completely is not even the right word. Jesus, Sparky. Like, How do you sleep at night? <laughs> I think it's a great song, to be honest with you. I listen song. to the song and I enjoy it quite a bit. It gets me pumped for the podcast. I guess. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and you know what's funny? You know what's hilarious now is when you listen to so the song. So can you give me a favor? If the Reds are united, what is it? How's the song? The kids are united. united. We will never be divided. They're not united at all. Everyone <laughs> is <fucking laughs> shitting themselves right now. I've never seen so much frac- like so fraction. So can we, can we do a test? Can we do a test? Like oh, I see. Oh. Maybe uh, change it up. Bring in the po- okay. Bring in the podcast with Sham sixty nine. Take out the podcast with the Cockney Rejects tonight. Yeah, on this one. On this one. Done. And then let's see. see whether that creates any karma within the universe yeah. for Toronto FC. And if it does, I don't know. We'd have to break your arm or something. <laughs> Run over you with like, a car. Instead of slaughtering a goal, we slaughter you. Instead of just switching the music back, you're going to break my arm. <laughs> that's, that's fair, no? That's bullshit. <laughs> anyway, uh, this was a lot of fun, guys. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the, it is what it is. You know, the Voyager's Cup isn't ever going to light the world on fire. Um, the reality is sort of... The Amway uh, Cup. Yeah, oh, the, the Amway, Amway Cup. Cup. Hopefully, none of our predictions for the weekend pan out. Uh, let's hope that uh, we see, uh, as uh, we mentioned, Sulzmar and Danny back in the side potentially for the weekend. We see uh, an invigorated side, and let's hope for the best. Yeah, I guess ultimately we have to have a positive spin on, even though it's falling apart. Even though Sparky destroyed us. <laughs> I'm the only one here who's remaining positive. No, I think ultimately, you know what? Uh, I, I didn't have predict hope. four one. Wait, no, I know, but still, that's why we come here and that's why we watch these games. Ultimately, hey, we do yeah, care. We, we want to. Yeah, we I want do. Everything to work I do out. care. I would love Toronto to beat DC three nil. I think at yeah. home, Jesus, it's going to be. Oh, it's actually going to. I think actually the weekend it's going to be pouring rain. I think I, I may be wrong, but I think it's going to be pouring rain. I would much rather rain. sit through a pouring rain for like 90 minutes and watch the team win than pouring rain and watching the team lose. <laughs> That's no fun at all, man. I've, I've been there so many times. Left that place like wanting to kill someone. <laughs> been to the lightning storms and the. Okay. Anyway, we are wrapping up. Timmy uh, on the, I guess the uh, uh, center left. The south bench. South bench. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm uh, one of the east. You're on the east chair. Sure. I'm on the north bench park here. Oh yeah, Andre. Andre. That's me. Park. Thank you, buddy. Eastside Stand Up is the only TFC specific podcast breaking down the game right after it happens. We want you to get involved. So if you're watching the game at home or even through the week, come up with something, reach out to us on Twitter, hashtag ESSU, or at ClarkRNO, or at Red Nation Online. Email us at HaveYourSay at RedNationOnline.ca and help direct the discussion. Get your opinion across of what happened on the pitch today. Make a mile and more well, they make well, 